Are you ready to have an open and honest discussion about sex and spiritual wellness without secrets, censorship, or barriers? This is Unbuckled with your host, Christy Ann Bella. In this program, there are no topics that are off the table, from religion to health, feelings to sexuality. Get ready to hear from some incredible people. And now, here's Christy Ann Bella. Hello and welcome. I am Christiane Bella, your intimacy architect, and we are unbuckling today. Today we are unbuckling the power of knowing your no. And so this episode is, as with all things in life, just such a perfect example of divine timing and the the overall humor of the universe. So I had a, a guest scheduled who messaged me this morning and said they had to cancel, they had to reschedule um, and weren't going to be able to make it. And in the last 48 hours, I've been sitting with no, receiving no, giving no, um, because I myself recently had to make a abrupt uh, change in plans with stuff that I had scheduled to go on and I canceled on three different people and they all responded differently. And so it was just fascinating. I was just, I was literally just cracking up this morning when I saw the message of just like, yep. And here it is. And, you know, I responded to her with like, you know, thank you for your no, thank you for taking care of yourself. Like you always have the right to change your mind. Uh, you know, all the things that I loved here um, when somebody says no, and they're so rare and it, um, it got me thinking about the very first time somebody ever said, thank you for your no. I was at a uh, sexy party in Los Angeles in, I don't know, probably like 2010-ish maybe. Um, and, you know, it was like people I had met before. It was, you know, we had kind of a pretty regular tribe uh, community of people that that we would see at uh, parties regular, pretty regularly. And so somebody came over to me um, and was like, Hey, I'd love to uh, kiss you. And like, you know, and I was so, I like, I was like, okay, you know, I'm gonna have to say no to this person. And I'm like preparing myself for the defense and for the explanation or for the, the awkwardness. And so I was like, no, you know, I'm, I'm not interested and I'm all geared up to like defend my no and, 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 or, you know, come up with a, a really good quick flight strategy to get out of there. And he responded with, thank you for your no. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I had never heard that before. And I was just like really baffled and, um, and I think I might have even said, like, like, excuse me. Like, um, and we proceeded to have this whole conversation. And he explained to me, you know, how important it is for him to receive no and to hear no, because he doesn't want to connect with anyone who isn't actually a yes. He doesn't want, you know, to, to have any kind of interaction with somebody who doesn't really want to uh, be there with him and, and would only be doing it, you know, out of some sort of like weird social obligation or or inability to communicate their actual boundaries or needs. Um, and I think, you know, a great like side note to that story is um, this particular person and I, you know, continued to stay friends over the years and ended up having amazing sexual encounters like years later because there was so much respect, right? I, I knew I could trust this person to respect my boundaries and to respect when I said no. And this person knew that they could trust me to really be honest and clear about my boundaries and my needs and my desires and only engage in something if I genuinely was a yes to that. And so, um, so yeah, when I you know got the message today that the plan shifted, I thought, well, how perfect is this? Because I'd been, you know, making notes about, okay, I'm gonna do, you know, a podcast on on saying no after um the experience I had with changing my plans recently. And I was just like cracking up because I was like, of course, this person canceled. I'm receiving their no. And now what does it do? It lines me up to do the next thing. And so I think that's, you know, if you take away anything from today's podcast, it is that every no is a redirection. 
Every no is a redirection. No is not a rejection. No is a redirection. So anytime somebody says no to you, you are now presented with a slew of other options that could be a yes, but you know for sure that one, whatever that was that you were asking for is a no, and that's fine. By process of elimination now, you still have ample choices and the universe and however you want to look at it is helping you out by redirecting you away from what is not in alignment, hence the no, into what is possible and where the alignment and the yes and the ease and the grace and you know the effortlessness is. And so um so yesterday what happened was I woke up and I've just been hitting it really hard this week. I started um, this new like collaboration gig thing with this fantastic spa. Um, if you're local to Nashville, Blue Stem Wellness, absolutely amazing group. They're doing all this cutting edge technology stuff with these um, ozone saunas and electric therapy and, and these like healing mats and all this stuff. Absolutely phenomenal. So I had been going there myself um, for my own healing purposes and then I had, you know, done a couple of workshops with them and they were like, yeah, you know, we actually could use a little more help in the office. And, and I was like, yeah, you know, I actually, I mean, I, I so much background in like admin work and, and office stuff and what have you. And um, I was like, oh, cool. Cause like employees get free use of everything. I was like, this is a no brainer. I'm absolutely going to, you know, come on board for a couple hours a week to, to get all the free spa stuff. So so I spent this whole week training with them and learning all the machines and, and everything. Um, and then, you know, I was in a very social mode, like total full disclosure, like I was ovulating this week. So I was in like a super social mode at the beginning of the week and like hanging out. I think I went out like every single night. I like met somebody new. Um, so talking and connecting and getting to know people. But by <laughs> by the time I woke up yesterday morning, it's like I'm done ovulating I've hit the wall of being social. I've like had enough of peopling. My introvert is kicking in and just being like, we need to be alone. We need quiet time. Um, so I looked at my schedule and I was like, okay, what is negotiable? Like, cause there are certain things that, you know, I mean, ultimately I feel like everything is always negotiable and I could always have the right to change my mind, but there are certain things where it's a little easier than others, right? So for example, like we have tickets to see Lindsay Sterling at the Ascend Amphitheater. So I was like, okay, you know, I might not want to ditch that, but what else can I kind of rearrange so that I even have the energy to want to even go and do do the concert? So I was like, okay, you know, I was supposed to go uh, tonight to um, an LBGTQ uh, spot that was having a burlesque show, and I had made plans to meet somebody there. So um, this woman, let's call her Betty, Betty that I've been talking to on Bumble uh, was going to meet me there. And so um, some of the other plans I had was um, I was supposed to go to my friend's farm to look at possibly buying land. And um, we were supposed to meet my husband. and I were supposed to meet with a woman that we've been connecting with to have a decompression conversation um, and and just share some like insights and and feedback and uh and processing stuff. So I was like, okay, definitely don't have the bandwidth for processing stuff. Um not feeling like being social, not gonna go to the burlesque show, and you know, definitely not wanting to like sit in a car for any long period of time. So not gonna go to the farm. So one by one I go through and I'm like, hey you know, have to reschedule, blah, blah, blah. So um, the first person, uh, let's call her Sally, <laughs> Sally that uh, Marcin and I were supposed to have the, the decompression conversation with, immediately I was like, look, this is where I'm at. I need to reschedule with you. I would love to do this when I'm really rested. We're going on vacation next week. Can we, you know, plan to do it when we get back? She immediately responds like, yes, totally. In fact, you changing plans on me just redirected me <laughs> to the thing, um, this other thing that I really wanted to do. So it worked out great. Okay, peachy. So then uh, Jennifer, I'm like, hey, you know, I really do want to come see the land and, and I would love to actually just see you and spend time with you, but not going to happen this weekend. 
she was like, okay, no problem. Totally neutral. She was planning to go to, to the farm regardless whether I was going or not. So it didn't make any difference to her. She was very set, knowing who she was, knowing what she wanted, committed to the plan, whether or not it had anything to do with me. You know, her choices were her choices. Easy peasy. <laughs> then we get on to our Bumble friend. So uh, the response was not not as pleasant at first. Um, it was immediately, you know, you've canceled on me before. And I made my plans around this. I was supposed to go do this other thing. And I, I could have left then. And now, you know, and, and all this stuff. So, you know, I was just like, I mean, that's on you, you know, like, we're always responsible for ourselves and our choices. So this idea of one, you know, projecting, like I made my plans around you. It's like, no, that's giving your power away. You made the plans that you wanted to make. And if you didn't really make the plans that you wanted to make, if you, you know, if you really wanted to leave for this thing earlier, you really, you know, like that's totally on you. Nobody, nobody ever makes us do anything. Um, and if you feel like you're making choices because you think it's because somebody's making you do something, then you really need to look at your inner compass and, you know, where you are in your awareness and power and your decision-making process that you're letting um, external things affect what you really do or do not want. Um, and then the other thing that, that really hit me was bringing up that I had canceled before. And it was so fascinating because, um, because when I did cancel before, I actually lied to her and I didn't realize that I had done that because it happened on autopilot um, because I am so used to people being assholes when I say no. And my family has taught me uh, and, you know, the examples I had with them and the interactions and, and communication skills I learned in that family dynamic was that you lie. You lie and say, you know, something. Um, and so I had lied and said it was a work reason last time I canceled when it was, again, just a similar thing of like, I didn't feel good. Um, I felt, you know, I needed to rest or um, it just wasn't feeling like a yes to me anymore. And so I had changed plans, but I like, you know, I, <laughs> I defaulted to lying which is not something I like to do. I, I really pride myself on, on being in a state in my life where I have transparency and integrity and, and, and I'm impeccable with my word. So, um, so when she brought that up, I was like, oh shit, that's right. I did have to cancel on her before. And I lied and said it was a work thing at the time because I was worried of this very thing happening where my no wouldn't be received and it would be met with this like pouty, I'm disappointed, I'm frustrated, you know, this is like unfair. Why is this happening to me? Um, attitude. And so I immediately was like, you know, you're right. I absolutely did. Because as the conversation continued and we went back and forth and I explained like, look, even before I really understood relationship anarchy or really started veering more in this direction, I've always, well, maybe not always, but since I've been doing more conscious awareness and, and emotionally intelligent work, I've been fostering the philosophy and the approach to living in such a way that I am not responsible for anybody else. Um, everyone is responsible for their own joy, happiness, etc. That I always reserve the right to change my mind, that my consent and boundaries are not something that is limited to a sexual encounter. This is like across the board. And in fact, even when I did cancel the first time, um, and we got into a little bit of a conversation even then. And I, I straight up told her, I was like, look, I have had people who don't want to be in my life because my relationship style and my approach to things does not align with theirs. Like I, I you know, there are definitely people who are like, oh, I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want to make plans with you because you might cancel and, um, and I don't like to operate that way, which is a fascinating thing. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But so I had been very clear and upfront with her about like, this is how I operate. Like, you know, nothing is ever a guarantee. Um, I always have the right to change my mind and I will use that. I will exercise that right. Cause I'm always going to be 
in my alignment. And so if, if my inner intuition voice, whatever thing tells me, this is not what we're doing. It's not where we need to be. You know, I listen to that because when I don't, that's when shit in my life gets fucked up. So I've learned to heed the call of the universe when it tells me to change my mind and do something else. And it was fascinating um, because that morning, so a couple of days before we had this big full moon ceremony at my house and we burned all this stuff. And so one of the things I burned um, had a lot of different writing and um, pieces. It was kind of like a combination vision board uh, healing modality thing that I created. And so I'm walking around and I see that a couple of the things didn't burn in the fire. And the things that did not burn in the fire was a piece that said, wake up to being rested, the word love, and this other piece where almost all of it had burned away except for the words power and be. And I just thought, universe, this is such like that moment when the universe like just winks at you <laughs> with its you know, smirky little grin of like the, the humor of it all. It's like, yeah, here, literally the things that did not get burned away and all the stuff that we were talking about releasing and manifesting and calling in and transmuting and, and alchemizing and all that good stuff were a note about resting, love, power. And I was like, yeah, because that's what you got to do. You got to rest and love yourself to be in your fucking power. Um, and so I even sent a girl, I like took a picture of the things I was like, Hey, look, like, you know, like, like my no is not personal. It's absolutely not personal. It has nothing to do with you. I really think you're a great person. I would love to get to know you. I would love to hang out with you. It's just not going to happen. Like on this specific time that I had previously been a yes to, and now I'm not. Um, and here's, you know, here's what I see is like a sign from the universe that, you know, to trust in my alignment of saying no and, and prioritizing my rest. So um, so what I thought was interesting was we go back and forth in this conversation. And um, so, yeah, so not only was I like, you know, you keep bringing up the fact that I canceled before. And so let me address this. Like, I'm well aware that I canceled before and I will absolutely cancel on you again if you continue to hang out with me, because that is just life. Like, I cannot ever guarantee anything. And so something that my boyfriend Adam and I do um, that I absolutely love and <laughs> Because he's just amazing that way. Um, is like when he, I invite him to a lot of things, um, most of which, you know, he's not a yes to. He's, he's very often a no. But sometimes he's in the maybe. And so he'll say something like, you know, there's a 70% chance, you know. And so it's like the weather. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, it could rain. It could not rain. You know, there's always a chance. Like, it'll be sunny. I mean, who knows? Like, you know, it's an unpredictable thing. Like, try as best as we can to think we know what's going to happen. Nature is nature. And, and there are things, you know, beyond us. I mean, we're all co-creating this existence. So, you know, as much as I want to do any one thing, other factors are always going to show up. And so I tried to explain it to her that way. I was like, you know, this is life. Life is, you know, it's like the weather, like things will change. And, um, and so, you know, is like what you're really upset here. Like, are you feeling like you need reassurance that I I want to spend time with you. Like, what is it that you're actually looking for? Um, And in the end, she was just like, well, what I want is, you know, I only want to be invited to something if it's like a group event um, or if we spontaneously happen to make plans. So if, you know, if I happen to have a Tuesday afternoon free for lunch and I reach out to her and I was like, hey, do you want to have lunch? And she happens to be free, then she's fine with spontaneous plans. And I thought that's fascinating because... What I'm proposing that we make plans, but she be willing to accept that those plans could get canceled at any time is also spontaneous, but it's a spontaneous no, right? It's like, so spontaneously things might not happen and you would have to receive the no versus what she's asking for, which is that we could spontaneously make plans and then it would be a spontaneous yes, And so I'm absolutely happy to operate that way because, you know, I recognize this is where we get to fine tune things, right? So if I, you know, if I'm into spanking and I asked you to spank me, then we fine tune like exactly what we're talking about. Do I want like a thuddy spanking? Do I want more of a stinging spanking? Do I want soft feathery spanking? Do I want 
um, you know, bruises. Do I not want bruises? Right. So we fine tune things. So I respect that, you know, she, she was really great at communicating as far as being very clear with like, you know, what I'm talking about in this, like anything goes, you know, I will always prioritize myself relationship anarchy style of uh, radical self-reliance um, is not her cup of tea and is not how she would want to date someone. Um, but, you know, her, her yes is in spontaneous planning. Um, you know, I, I fully appreciate her ability to be able to express that and be clear with that. And, um, but I just, I couldn't get past that. I was like, wow, it is so interesting because we're really talking about the same thing. We're talking about spontaneous plans, but it's just that she doesn't want the spontaneous plans to be a no. She only wants the spontaneous plans that are a yes. And I think, you know, so many of us do this in life. We just like, we're taught from such a young age that no is like this dirty word. Like no is like this bad or wrong thing that if somebody says no, they're rejecting you, they're being mean, they're being unfair, they're not, you know, you're not getting what you want. And, you know, that brings up all kinds of scarcity fears and this sense of threat. Um, And so, you know, I'm really here to encourage you that that is not, (laughs) that is not what no is about. No is really a gift. And I get into this in my TED Talk. Um, And so if you're not familiar, I, I have a TED Talk. It is um, it is all about boundaries and consent, and it uh, uses the acronym that I created, CATCH, which is a you know an acronym for checking in with boundaries and consent communication about um, communicating and associating and talking and touching and clarity um, and how we you know greet each other from how you know everything from how we say hello to each other to like deeper more intimate moments. So um, feel free to hop on and, and find that uh, TEDx talk, um, TEDx Lennox Village Women, uh, Christiane Bella, I'm sure you can find it. Um, but anyways, <laughs> so, you know, I talk in there um, about how important it is to receive no, but even more so how important it is to say no. And I realized that when she came at me at first with like, you've canceled before and I made other plans, you know, change my plans to do this with you. In past times in my life, I would have allowed myself to be totally manipulated by that. I would have been like, oh, I feel bad now. She changed her plans and I did cancel on her before and that makes me an asshole and and I really should just go and do this thing, even though I didn't fucking want to, even though like the idea of going into East Nashville tonight to, you know, hit up a bar to watch a burlesque show does not sound appealing. And I even like said to the people who are performing in the show, you know, when I met them, I was like two or three weeks ago, I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And in that moment, I absolutely was in that moment when they told me about the show, I was fully excited. I was a full yes at that time. Now I'm not. Now I'm like, I need to stay home tonight and rest. That is where my yes lies. So, you know, it doesn't matter to me that this girl who I do find attractive and interesting, you know, that my saying no means that she has no interest maybe in dating me or like we may never hang out or see each other again. It's like, that's fine. You know, I'm willing to let that go. But this is where the scarcity comes in, right? So if I had scarcity issues of like, oh man, it's so hard to meet women. And especially when you're like married and in an open relationship, it's so hard to like date women. And like, I shouldn't like, I shouldn't piss her off. I should just like go and do this thing with her, you know, because I said I would. And uh, because I don't want to like, I don't want to like lose her. And it's like, no, <laughs> I am so grateful that I am in a point in my life where I'm like, oh, if I change my plans or like can't meet you and that bothers you and that means that we don't hang out anymore, then that is on you. It absolutely has nothing to do with me. And I trust that like there's another woman out there who I'm going to find attractive who is also in an open relationship because if it showed up in my life once, it'll show up in my life again, only this time. And this is the thing. If you can lean towards the trust versus the scarcity shit shows up better every fucking time, every fucking time. Um, 
every, in fact, she herself is an example of that. Like one of the last times I met a woman on Bumble and we connected, she ended up having like a drug problem. And I was like, oh my God. Um, so it ended very quickly. And so, you know, one of the things when I was like thinking about like going back out in the dating world and, and um, connecting with women, like really having somebody who was like really solid and together. And so this, this woman has so many of the things that I wanted out. Like she's, you know, she's done work on her depression and she's, um, you know, has a lot of like awareness and she's super creative and, um, and, you know, she has all these cool projects and she's like an entrepreneur. And so I was like, oh, fantastic. Like so many things that, that I want in, a, in, in connecting with people. Um, and, but here we are. I was like, oh, okay. But, you know, she's a little challenged. <laughs> we have different approaches to, to no and receiving no and saying no and, um, and what, you know, what that looks like for us. So that's fine. Like I am willing to let anyone go out of my life. I have no attachments to anyone having to be in my life in any specific way. Um, Cause I trust that, you know, there are people out there who absolutely align with me. And if you've listened to other episodes um, or go back and definitely check out this episode, read Mikalo, um, who is the sex geek. Uh, you know, he has a thing that is called dating your species. And this idea that, you know, you really are clear and upfront about like who you are and what you're into. So if you're a really kinky person, don't, you know, try to date somebody who is like not into kinky sex because that's not going to work out for you, you know? And I think the same thing goes with any kind of communication or relationship style or, uh, you know, a- approach to how we relate to ourselves or each other, you know? And so it's like, yeah, sure. Her and I have a lot of things in common, um, but this is one place where we're not quite aligned. And again, not an entire deal breaker. Like I'm, I am happy to meet her in the place where she feels comfortable, where, you know, spontaneous yeses are how we make plans. But it's just an interesting thing to really think about, you know, what, what do we really think is happening when we are agreeing to anything? I mean, the idea that we live in some sort of illusion where an agreement is like a 100% infallible, uh, you know, finite thing is like, just, I, I mean, like that just doesn't exist. I mean, there just is no such thing um, because everything is constantly changing, constantly evolving. There's just no way, you know? And so it goes back to this idea of like, what type of no, right? So, so even when I, I gave her no the first time and I changed plans um, and I, I did lie and say it was a work-related thing, uh, you know, even then it was kind of received with like, oh, I'm really disappointed. And, and so something that really irks me is I do not like when somebody throws their feelings out um, because then I have to sort through remembering that it's not my responsibility to take care of them. And so I have to be really clear with people of like, I can acknowledge that you feel disappointed. You have a right to feel disappointed. However, I'm not going to do anything to change or fix or alter your disappointments. Like your feelings of disappointment are not my responsibility. And so I have to really work with that because the, the wounded inner child in me has a safety story that she loves to run that if somebody else is upset with us, we need to jump through every fucking hoop and, you know, do everything above and beyond what we're capable of to make that person happy so that we can feel safe. Um, so, you know, it, it's definitely a practice for me every time someone's like, oh, is that what you're doing? Oh, that really makes me upset. Um, to just be like, good for you. I'm glad you recognize that you're upset. Not my fucking problem. Um and, you know, and I know some of you listening are probably thinking like, man, that's some cold hearted shit. I am telling you, nothing will bring you greater joy in your life than to be fully fucking responsible for your own feelings, your own self, your own happiness, your own way of living and to let go of any notion that you are in any way responsible for anybody else because you're not. And any, 
anytime you've shown up in that space, it is a, I guarantee you some form of attachment, relationship, codependent reaction. Um, because if I choose, like if my husband is, is bummed out and he's having a rough day and I choose because I have the energy and the bandwidth and, and I'm doing so out of a place of love to be like, oh, I'm going to make you a cup of tea, you know, or something. Um, then I'm doing it because I want to, not because I feel like I have to, not because he's entitled to it, not because I owe it to him, not out of any obligation and not out of a safety fear mechanism of thinking I need to fix or change something in order to feel comfortable. I can sit in my house and my husband could be in a shitty mood and I could be in a happy mood and we can coexist. And it's not something that happened overnight. You know, that definitely took us some time to get there and it's still not always flawless. I mean, we definitely have moments where it's just like, oh God, I don't want to be around you right now. Um, you're ruining you're ruining my day. I mean, how many times have partners said that? I know I fucking have of like, oh, you're in a shitty mood. It's ruining my day. Again, we're giving our power away. We're we're not honoring the the grace and the joy and the magic that comes with our autonomy to be self-reliant and not self-reliant in some fucked up way of like, I forsake the whole world and I have to go on this on my own. And, you know, everybody hates me. And I just, you know, I, I, you know, I have to be independent out of, out of this idea that like, you can't rely on anyone. It's like, that's not what this is about. This is about knowing that you are your first and foremost relationship and and that you know being with yourself and when i say be with yourself it's not just like sit alone with yourself but also be in this place of like really deep connection to to source and and you know that that beauty of the self that is is bigger than you are um then every other encounter you have is just it's always enhancing what's going on. It's not trying to fill in something. And I couldn't help but think that, you know, when she was upset with me for canceling was that, you know, she didn't really want to go see this burlesque show. What she really wanted was to see me. And so when I changed plans, you know, she didn't, she, she wasn't making her choices solely out of what she really wanted to do. You know, if she really wanted to leave on this trip on a different day or she really wanted to go to this burlesque show or whatever she, you know, but she had given her power to me without me asking for it or even knowing about it um, to say, like, you know, I, I want to be around you. And so if you change your mind, then I am going to be in this place of, you know, reactiveness because I'm going to be upset that I didn't get what I wanted instead of accepting this as, you know, just being what it is and trusting that it was, it was going to be fine no matter what. And I think that's so important when you make plans, if you ask for anything um, or if you receive a no to just like realize like this is okay, no matter what, like, you know, if you decide that you want to go do something with somebody and they cancel, like, are you still going to have fun because you made that choice to do this? Um, that it's on you to enjoy that experience. It's not on somebody else to, you know, cause like I could have shown up and that still doesn't mean we would have had a good time because like you're still responsible for your experience. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, just really being aware that you are not saying no out of shame or guilt or feeling like you owe anybody anything. And that when you say no, you have every right to say no without any fucking explanation. No is a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence. I'm going to say that one more time for those in the back who didn't hear me. No is a complete sentence. And I've even said that to people when I'm like, no. And they like come in for the like, explain to me. And I'm like, no is a complete sentence. Like, that's it. We're done. Conversation over. I don't owe you any fucking explanation. Um, and so I'm reading this fantastic book right now called Unfuck Your Boundaries. 
fantastic. I mean, I cannot recommend this enough. Um, the author is Faith Harper, um, Unfuck Your Boundaries. And it is really short, easy, sweet, clever book. I'm actually, um, I have my assistant right now trying to find her publicity people to see if we can get her on the show because I just, I'm loving this book. And, um, and apparently she has a whole series of books of like, unfuck your sex life and, and unfucking all these, these things. But uh, she talks about a um, Australian counselor, uh, Rob Andrews, who created what he called the no test and how when you first meet somebody, you should try out saying no to something simple. And, um, and she talks about how when she first met her now husband, he asked her to go to a holiday party and she said no. And he's like, I respect that. And she was like, wow, here's somebody I want to be with if that's your response to my no. Um, so I highly encourage you to do this, to like try saying no. And it's something that I do with people when we host um, cuddle and snuggle parties, a prerequisite for um, any of my activities that involve any any physical touch um, is always that you go through this course of where you have to practice saying no. So you like write down different things that you want and you go around and you ask people and they say no to you and you have to respond with some variation of like, thank you for your no. So you practice receiving no, but then you also practice saying no. So people are asking you for stuff. And you practice saying, no, no, I'm not interested. No, thank you. No, not at this time, you know, variation. So you just really have to build this muscle of saying no and hearing no, because knowing your no allows you to really understand your yes. And and just making that distinction. And sometimes there is that maybe space, you know, we, we have a maybe space. Um, and when you're in that maybe space, I encourage you to sit with your body, you know, really scan in, feel into your body, check in with your sensory system. Where are you noticing that feeling of no? Because there are times in our life where, um, and I'll give an example. So I had somebody invite me to uh, do a burlesque class back when I was living in Los Angeles. And it was something that I said no to, but I wasn't a no, really. I was scared to do it. And, and so I defaulted to the no out of fear that I didn't want to push through at that time. Um, the, you know, the, the discomfort and the anxiety of stepping up and teaching something. Um, and so, and, you know, again, the universe comes back around because that same person um, lives in Nashville. And I taught a burlesque class at their home studio uh, a couple of years ago. So even though in whatever that was, like the early 2000s or something, when they first, uh, you know, approached me um, at a studio they were running in, in Burbank and I didn't do it, it's like it came back around because that is how the universe works. If something is really for you, if it really is in alignment for you, it will come back around. And if it is not, then the universe really does try to redirect you if you allow it. But if you force things, that is when shit gets messy. So, you know, when you're in that maybe zone, definitely sit. And and when you're sitting with your no, you know, you can dig in and see like, am I afraid to say no because I'm afraid of some kind of consequence, then you know that no is a really genuine place. You really, you don't want to do this. And so the work then becomes, how do you let go of, you know, any perceived judgment or any fear of abandonment or anything? Um, because, you know, it, choosing yourself first is always the most important thing you can do. Uh, and then, you know, you can sit with it and it's like, uh, if you're feeling hesitant, is it from that place of like, okay, it scares the shit out of me to do this, but in that kind of excited discovery, uncertain of exploring something new kind of way. And even then, that doesn't mean you have to say yes to it. You can still say no and sit with it and trust that it'll come back again when you are really ready to take that leap. Um, and so, you know, just really practicing and, and being an enthusiastic yes. And 
what does that mean? You know? And so often I have people start the no exercises with just gauging, like going back to a time in your life when you remember saying no and like, how did that feel? And then go back to a time in your life when you were a yes to something and how did that feel? And just really start to be aware because your body is going to talk to you. And often your body talks to you before your brain even computes this, you know, something in your body is like, eh, I don't know about this or, oh my God, this is going to be great. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's coming back to you. Um, let's see, we've got some time left here. I, yeah, I mean, I, I cannot express the accolades enough about how important it is to say no. Um, and I guess I can jump into, you know, there, obviously there are some times when no is easier received than others. Of course, I'm not going to say that I haven't had people say no to me and it didn't have like a sting, but I recognize that that's on me. That is on me to process that. That is, has nothing to do with them. I do not get to, certainly not without their consent to want to have that kind of conversation. Um, you know, download to them all the reasons why I'm pissy and pouty and, and disappointed because they said no, because that's, that's fucking bullshit. Like that is not, you know, that's between me. That is like on me to deal with my disappointment. It has, you know, nothing to do with, they did nothing wrong by saying no. They didn't cause me to be disappointed. It is not their fault that I'm disappointed. That's on me to navigate and and process through and see like, what is this really about? You know, um, because it very rarely has anything to actually do with the person that said no to you or whatever plans got canceled. It's a deeper part of us that feels unworthy, not enough, not special, um, you know, dismissed or isolated or whatever. Um, and I mean, no matter what, it's just like, we really, even if, we are a hell yes to something. You just never know what the fuck is going to happen, you know? And so back to the idea of like, you know, so I, I lied to her the first time and I said it was a work-related thing. Um, and so the second, you know, when I said no the second time and I just straight up owned that, like, I just did not want to do this. Like I was tired. I was going to rest. I wasn't going to do this. Um, you know, it was like, that was somehow more offensive, it seemed to me that I, I didn't have an excuse, you know, and, and it's like, so it kind of goes back to this whole idea of like the spontaneous yes and the spontaneous no. So if we had plans and like something like drastic happened and I had to cancel, like that would have been acceptable, you know, because it's like, oh, whatever happened with, you know, a, a road or a thing or something, you know, that that's beyond our control, so to speak. Then then that's like an acceptable, you know, you'll take the no because like but this idea that somebody would actively choose to say no, um, that, that somehow becomes personal. And, you know, so I just, I think it's really important that we examine that, you know, if, if you make plans with somebody and something occurs and like those plans don't happen, you know, do you take that better than if you make plans with somebody and they just like outright cancel because the same result happens, right? The, the plan you had does not get executed. So it goes back to, you have to be responsible for your own joy. So, you know, if the plan that app doesn't get executed, are you still going to be happy? Are you still going to be okay? And if not, how can you self-soothe or navigate that? Or what does that look like for you? Um, because it just really does not serve us at all to take on the emotional well-being of anybody else. You know, if I am interacting with somebody, if I'm connecting with someone, it is a choice. And yeah, I mean, you know, in this in this specific situation, I think it was so funny too that there was like like this joyful receiving of the no, you know, and this neutral receiving of the no, and then also this kind of apprehensive, agitated, you know, receiving of the no. I mean, ultimately, obviously, you know, she received the no. We we came to an understanding of how 
potential plans may go uh, for us in the future. And like I said, I, you know, I, I really value that she was able to communicate that. Um, but it, it ultimately is, you know, that, that these standards that I hold myself to about, you can always change your mind. You always have the right to change your mind. Um, and, you know, and your no is valid. Do not just apply to having sex with somebody that like these are across the board. You know, it's like, and the whole podcast guest canceling is a perfect example of that. It's like, I don't just receive someone's no if they don't want to hook up with me. I receive someone's no if they have to change a business plan, if they have to change a personal plan. It doesn't matter what it is because I trust that no is not about me and that whatever the no is showing up for is helping to guide me into alignment. And that is my job. My job is to take care of myself in such a way that my channel, my vessel, my frequency is as attuned as it can be to the greater alignment of the workings of the universe in all its divine magical ways. And I think when you don't have that, when you don't have that trust in yourself and the world around you, no is really offensive and very hard to take. And, um, and so just, you know, sit and be really honest, be honest with yourself and be willing to look at where and how do you react when someone says no and how's that working for you? (laughs) Because, because if you're, you know, if your response to no is to feel like you got gypped or you got screwed over or somebody doesn't care about you or um, there being, uh, what was, because uh, I had a great conversation with Adam um, yesterday as well, because, you know, I was just like so excited to just dissect how, how the evolution of, of no was evolving. Um, and he said, inconsiderate. That's right. And he's like, if I'm being inconsiderate to you, um, as if that's a bad thing, like as if I should. So you would rather me be inconsiderate to myself <laughs> than be inconsiderate to you. Um, and I really, I just like cracked up when he said that because how often do people expect that of us? How often do people be like, oh, that was so inconsiderate for of them to like cancel at the last minute. And it's like inconsiderate to who? <laughs> to, to you who's offended that I canceled? Like, would you have rather me do something that I didn't want to do that, you know, was uncomfortable or unhappy or, or didn't feel right for me? How is that consideration? Like, who is that considerate of? Um, so, you know, it's, it's so much like, a, again, like this deep, deep sociological thing that, you know, I'm not saying you're going to unpack it just having listened to this one episode, but I hope I have set you up for some success here. Um, in realizing, you know, the judgment around no, around receiving no, around giving no, and how you can start unraveling that, unbuckling that, as it were. Um, Start unbuckling your drama and stories and attachments and connections to no and see what comes up for you. Just, you know, lovingly, compassionately being willing to witness that. Um, And so one of the greatest techniques that I love when it comes to needing to sit and reflect and look at your shit that I use, it's a, uh, it's called mirror breath. And so you breathe in through the nose, you breathe out through the mouth, you breathe in through the mouth, you breathe out through the nose. So the mirror becomes the breath, the breath becomes the mirror. So it's a great way to sit with the you within the you. So inhale through the nose, exhale out the mouth, inhale through the mouth, exhale out the nose. And you want to try to keep the breath an even beat, you know, so maybe inhale three, exhale three, inhale three, exhale three. So inhale through the nose to a count of three, exhale out the mouth to a count of three, inhale through the mouth to a count of three exhale out the nose to a count of three. And so do the mirror breath, you know, for a minute, three minutes, whatever's feeling good for you. And then maybe sit and journal or talk with somebody who's, you know, a trusted uh, reflective 
person who can give you some insight to just see what it is about no that triggers you and um and just be willing to dive in there you know in the most loving loving way possible to help you know your no because knowing your no really does align you with what the yeses are in your heart in the world around you and i guarantee you um that that makes life a lot more fun you know a lot more fun um my interactions as a result of saying no and receiving no are always really incredible because i trust myself and those people that i'm engaging with that everyone is not only aligned but just really they've enthusiastically made this choice this choice is coming from a full place of self-awareness and that creates these incredibly collaborative moments um, that are they're absolutely amazing. So, you know, something I've got two minutes left here. Uh, something that somebody said to me once is if you say yes to something, you're not really a yes to. You're letting people steal from you. Only they don't know they're stealing. And I think that's so valid. You know, don't give anything away that you don't have. Do not say yes to something that you are not a yes to because that resentment, that ickiness, that stickiness, that shitty feeling that you feel, nobody enjoys it. You know, the people who you said yes to are not having a real experience because you aren't really there because you were a no. And you're having a shitty experience because you were a no. So just being genuine, authentic, honest, impeccable with your no, integrate your no into your life. And you will see the hell yeses come shining through. All right. That is it. We have unbuckled no. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with me. I absolutely love getting to, to have these insights and conversations. And I'm so grateful for you. I'm Christiane Bella, Intimacy Architect, and this has been Unbuckled. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to Unbuckled. You can join Christy Ann Bella for another program with amazing guests, stories, and advice every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to check out our new show coming soon.